for me, I remember it was like, Hey, do I go to California dad? Or do I go buy a snowboard? And he was like, Hey, go buy a snowboard and let's go snowboarding next weekend. And I was like, no, just go for it. Like don't waste time and don't listen to the people in your life that are setting limiting beliefs based on their life. So how are you doing right now with all the craziness going on? Where are you uh, calling in from? I am in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm here in the office and um, you know, we're staying quarantine, staying safe, but um haven't traveled within the last two months or so, but um, we're, we're doing good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm also in Scottsdale, actually. I'm in like the Phoenix Scottsdale area. So no way. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. But that's awesome. This is cool that we can film. We don't need to do it in person. You don't need to wear pants. It's super easy. <laughs> I got shorts on for sure. <laughs> All right. If any of you don't know who we've got on the show, he's amazing as featured on Forbes, ABC Channel 8 News, The Huffington Post. He's got hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, entrepreneur, speaker, author, and the host of the Rise of the Young podcast. I'm a big fan of. I've loved <laughs> interviews. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. And some of the amazing people you've had on uh, include, but not limited to, Tim Fertitta, Larry King, Grant Cardone, Ryan Serhant, Jay Shetty, Jake Paul, Jesse Itzler. I mean, the list goes on. That's incredible. For sure, man. I appreciate it, man. It's definitely been fun doing interviews the past two and a half years. And it went from, you know, interviewing friends of mine in my room to sitting down with a lot of quality people that I, I would have never thought I would have had the opportunity to. So it's been a, it's been a gr crazy journey and it's definitely uh, just getting started. Dude, that's amazing. I love that. So tell us a kind of a summarized version of your story. I, I know you're just kind of a normal teenager just a few years ago. <laughs> so what kind of kid were you and what happened that changed to get this on this track and build something so amazing? Yeah, man. So I, um, I grew up playing sports my entire life. I, I just made a post about this the other day. Um, you know, I played hockey for 10 years and I started playing lacrosse, football. And long story short, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage, which I put me in a neck brace for about six months. And it was during that time frame where I had to rethink about my, you know, next steps in my life. You know, I was a sophomore in high school. I was thinking about going to college. Like that was my plan. And when I was in my neck brace for six months, I started just diving into personal development. I read more books during that 12 month period than I have my entire life. And I just fell in love with not only personal growth, but I started attaching myself to new hobbies and new skill sets that I, was, that I wanted to build. And at the time, you know, it was personal branding, Facebook advertising, social media marketing. And some of my early mentors were um, Gary Vaynerchuk, Ty Lopez, these guys that I was just following on social media. And it's, you know, it's, it's people that I was looking at on social that changed the way I was thinking about my life. But it was, you know, sophomore year during that injury where I had a, a shift, not only mentally, but my actions prior to that, where I couldn't play football anymore. I was in a neck brace that led me to being depressed and, you know, stressed and angry at my parents for, you know, just how I thought life was out to get me. But um, long story short, it was, you know, that, that pivoting point in the neck brace that led me into this new path that I'm on now, which has been a blessing. I love that. That's amazing. And it's so cool how when we have these hard times that we go through, sometimes we come out a lot stronger and just in a, in a better perspective, in a better way, better person. So that's so cool that you're able to come out stronger in that situation. 100%, man. So at what point did you go into the, the Rise of the Young podcast? When did you start that? What made you want to do that? Yes. I mean, I, I started my podcast late 2017, but a year and a half before that, I was diving into affiliate marketing and social media marketing. And my, um, my partner, Kieran O'Brien over here, actually, we started, we did an event together in San Diego and it was more so just a networking event that we had 
and we brought, you know, 150 people together. It was one of those events that being in the presence of greatness, not only greatness, but just quality people in a new location that was so different for me. Right. I, I do. I grew, I grew up, didn't travel until I could afford to buy a plane ticket. And, you know, I, I fell in love with networking at a early age and I was like 15, 16 years old. I wanted to surround myself with high quality people based on the, everything I was learning. Right. It's like your, your network is your net worth. All these cliche quotes that are not only true, but valid if executed on. And long story short, the year of 2017, I not only started hosting events with Kieran and just being around more people, I started going to events and that led me to falling in love with just having great conversations. And towards the end of 2017, I always heard Gary Vee talking about the quality of, um, you know, conversations that a podcast can bring out and the importance of that and how you can build a voice and how it's an easy platform to tap into. So I started it just, you know, in my bedroom using Skype and Zoom and all these different platforms. And um, I set up a meeting with Gary and I was like, hey man, I'm gonna, you know, do 40 interviews before we meet. And, you know, he's like, okay, let's get it. Meet with him in March, 2018. And I did like 40 interviews back to back within like almost 35, 40 days. I was knocking them out just on Skype. And it, it, I fell in love with not only podcasting as a vehicle to build an audience, but how it can open up so many doors for networking opportunities. And it's compounded over the past two, two and a half years to, like you said, Larry King, Tilman Fertitta, all these quality people that are now not only mentors, but just people in my network that I can ask questions to and all this sort of cool stuff. But um, yeah, man, I started it because I loved people in terms of the communication that it brought out. And um, I totally see myself doing interviews for the rest of my life, just in terms of how I love not only podcasting, but quality conversations with high level entrepreneurs and CEOs. I love that. I feel the same way. I, I love doing the interviews too and, and networking. Um, so I think a lot of people are wondering, we've got kind of a young audience as well. What it, you, you sent a lot of DMs. That was kind of the main way to get uh, guests on your podcast, right? Yeah, man. So, I mean, I always, I always say to like this, 10 DMs a day, 100 DMs um, every 10 days. If you do that compounded every year, you'll, you can you not only reach out to a lot of people, but it comes down to the quality. Like before, any, before you send a DM, you have to understand why you're sending it. And B, you have to have a brand built, right? Like for me, the, like how I was able to get a lot of people on my show so quickly and effectively was because A, I built a personal brand. B, I, um, I not only established my digital presence through a following and through SEO and getting verified on these parts that separate you in the market. Those are the things that matter. And I think before anyone goes out and spams people and sends DMs and tries to get people on their show and starts the show, build credibility not only by having a multi-million dollar business, not everyone has to do that at all. I'm not saying that's me in any sense or regard, but build credibility and build a platform and an audience that can bring value to your listeners and the guests on your show, right? But I would say regarding DMs and reaching out, yeah, like Instagram has been my best friend in terms of every single person regarding like the, the people that are, have big brands on social, I reached out to them and set up a podcast through that. And it's something that it's not overthinking it, right? Like you can get in touch with so many people if you utilize the vehicles that you have on hand, but you, if that comes down to building a brand and being a value, because at the end of the day, people don't want to waste time. Yeah, I totally get that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing that people you can reach on social media and what you're saying about not overthinking it. That's so important. And so in all the aspects, if you want to start something, you, I mean, you shouldn't just sit around waiting or talking to just the top players. You got to start making. That's something Gary Vee talks about all the time. Yeah. Start it, build it. And I, I like you said, just the consistently reaching out. It doesn't need to be a thousand in one day. It could be, you know, 10 and, and make sure the quality and in depth. So I love that, man. That's great.
So what are some of the biggest things you've learned from all those people you've interviewed? What are the kind of common themes or biggest thing that kind of had to change for you? Yeah, I mean, I would say something that Larry King said that will always stick with me. I asked him, what makes people great? And he said, great people are driven. And I not only love how he said it, but just, you know, with Kobe passing away and under, like studying him and all these high achievers, like great people are driven not only in their personal life or their business life, but it's the consistency of like how they look at the world and how they build their businesses, how they build their career. Um, and I, I think that's one of the things that I've instilled into myself from all these high achievers is just, you have to have no other option, right? Like, for example, I moved right out of my mom's house, right? When I was 18 years old, moved across the country with some of my best friends and people that aren't driven will think about the excuses of, Hey, I probably shouldn't do that. That's not the safe thing to do. That's something that it's not normal. You know, that it's risky, all these different keywords that society attaches to uncertainty. And I believe that the great people that I've sat down with and had conversations with, they want to be as far away from those norms as possible and through their drive and their commitment to themselves, that's what creates success in their life. And I mean, every successful person has their own story. And I think that's the most fascinating part of it all, right? Where every successful person can have a different takeaway and like tip for success. There's no blanket statement about what creates successful people or what makes an individual successful, but it's, it's, it's drive and commitment and, you know, just having that self-confidence to believe in what you're doing. I think that's the most important thing that I've, that I've gained from a lot of these key people. I love that. That's awesome. And it's kind of long-term, right? To have drive, it can't be, oh, I need all these results in eight months. Sometimes it's going to take years, maybe decades to build what you want to do, those ambitions you have, right? 100%. I love it. Um, so what is a typical day like for you today? What are you involved in? And then kind of like we were saying earlier, where do you see yourself going? What, where do you want to be in 10 years? Kind of what direction are you going? Okay, I mean, I, I've never loved the question, uh, like, where do you want to be in your 10 years? Because it's hilarious, right? 10 years ago, I was nine years old. And 10 years ago, I'll be 29. And like that gap of time, just I'm like, wow, there's a lot to do in 10 years. So yeah. I, I always like to break things down on like daily, monthly, weekly, yearly goals, right? And I would say for me, like, for example, right now during the quarantine, we live here in an apartment. We have an office downstairs. I come down here. I've been doing dozens of podcasts. I've been doing like two or three a day with high achievers. I have like 30 that I'm uploading every single day in terms of like one a day for 30 days over the last week or two. But long story short, it, it really fluctuates because over the last six months, I've been traveling a lot. So we were, Karen and I, we went to this event in Bali and we were in Australia and Hawaii. And I spent a lot of my time in LA doing interviews. And it's something where more recently with everything happening with coronavirus, I've been here and haven't left. So it's allowed me to instill new daily habits and really build them into my routine, whether that's drinking a gallon of water a day or going on a walk and listening to a podcast or simply doing push-ups instead of going to the gym, right? And staying regiment on these things, whether that's reading or journaling. Like I'm a big, big journaler, right? I have this whole journal right here. It has 600 pages in there and I'm already like 400 down over the last two months. Let's but I would it. say it's, it's very fluid. I mean, right now I'm spending a lot of time on this new thing that I'm building that I can't go too much in depth on, but it's going to be something in the podcast space, which is a software that's going to solve a lot of the problems that I, that I had in the podcast space. And long story short, that's where I'm spending a lot of my time. But on top of that, from personal branding, on social media, working with platforms like TikTok and their whole corporate team, I've been doing a lot on that the last eight months. And it's one of those platforms that is evolving really quickly but a lot of these high level CEOs and brands aren't 
uh, not only tapping into it, they're unfamiliar with the space. And it's definitely something that's becoming more normalized and more in culture, like as like the months go on, but I'm um, definitely has been spending a lot of time there for sure. That's smart. I love that. Yeah. I love how you're always jumping on whatever the culture's on. You jumped on TikTok right away. And that's the thing yeah. that you'll find with people who maybe have a big following on one platform. They maybe don't like that insecurity of starting from scratch, but you kind of have to love that process and be willing to do that in order to you know grow a brand long term. Would you say? Yeah, for sure. Um, you've been involved with so many of you said affiliate marketing, you know, marketing businesses yourself and growing a brand. What's the biggest thing you've found that's helped you build a social media brand? Yeah, I mean, I would say there's there's three things that I always like to point to. One of them being, and I'm like my brand is built on this. I call it association marketing or collaboration, right? How I've built my brand isn't because I'm the most successful guy in the world in any sense, but it's through association with high achievers and high level CEOs that I've built a, a respected brand from a lot of quality people through how I associate. But it's also down to how you carry yourself and how you position yourself and the way you communicate and how you can be of value and the relationships you have and how you can bridge the gap and be of value to people, right? And I believe, like I said, though, the three things that make my brand unique, and I believe any, everyone needs to look at their brand as unique. There's no copy paste system that anyone can implement. It's figuring out who you are and betting on that. But it's A, I, I would consider myself one of my gifts is I'm a great communicator and I like, I can build relationships easily because I'm, well, it's so funny. One of my buddies, Charlie, says, it's hard not to like you in a sense based off how you like are genuinely interested in other people. And I believe that's one of the traits is like, I'm betting on my, one of my quote unquote gifts, which is building relationships. And through that, I'm able to collaborate more effectively and more easily, which is number one. And I want people to look at that in their life. You know, are you someone that's naturally outgoing and likes to build relationships or is that completely something you want to stay away from? And that's difficult. And it's like so challenging to do so because if so, it may be challenging to, to collaborate in an efficient, effective way. Number two is know why you're doing it, right? Like me at 16 versus me at now, I'm looking at building a brand completely different versus my goals and my, my um, intention with it versus me just putting out content when I was 16, right? But I would say number two is just, you need to be out there, right? Like I'm on not only every social media platform, I'm not saying I'm spending hours a day on every single platform and how like, you know, like YouTubers are putting out a video a day and on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter and on everything. I wouldn't consider myself the most like everywhere content every day type of person. I'm very intentional with what I'm posting now, sure. but I've fallen in love with the vehicle of podcasting. And that's been my thing where I'm strictly building a brand where if I look at my next five years, I know that will be something I continue to build on sort of like Joe Rogan as a broadcaster. Right. So I think it's like picking your vehicle, right? You don't want to just be the guy that's everywhere. That's not known for anything. Be the guy that's known for something. For me, it's podcasting. For me, it's sitting down with people like Larry King and these people that are so hard to get in touch with, but through building a brand and having consistency on that vehicle, it's allowed me to build a voice and have, have my lane rather than being every there for, for, you know, no intention. So yeah, I that's love what that. I would say to that. It's just specializing in what you're good at and really that self-awareness. You know that you're good at relationships, talk with people. I mean, I love listening to your podcast. You just ask the best questions. Yeah, so thank you. Being able to, to know that about yourself is important. I think you're totally right. And that for might sure. look different, totally different for someone else. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I love that, man. What is something that you don't think a lot of people know about you? Um, let me think. What's that question? A lot of people don't know that, hmm. It's a good question. 
Kieran, what do a lot of people not know about me? <laughs> well, let's bring in Kieran as a guest. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> that I eat a lot of avocado toast. That that is true. <laughs> oh no, way. like the actual avocado or guacamole? Well, avocado toast, right? You cut the avocado, <laughs> you make the guacamole, you put on the toast. But I, I have a great recipe that I use for my avocado toast. That is a secret recipe that I cannot share. Okay. But it's phenomenal. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I, I'm actually a, a big fan as well. That's super cool. <laughs> What's a uh, hidden talent that you have? Something you're really good at that probably a lot of people don't know. Um, I can juggle, you know. Oh, 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 by the way, we'll say this. And, you know, I, I could consider myself a dancer now. Um, the other day I was in a music video that's dropping on Friday and I got a, I got a cameo in there with my buddy Futuristic. So, you know, maybe I can dance, maybe I can't. I'll let the people decide once it's out there. But, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people think I can dance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm excited to see this. That's awesome. Dude, you, you have to put some of your dance moves on TikTok. People will love that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe after this video drops, futuristic. Maybe I'll, I'll test and see based on the reactions. I mean, I'll run it by some key people. But um, you know, not not a big dancer. But uh, I think you know, there's a hidden talent in there. Super cool. I love it, man. I love it. Um, okay, now kind of a bigger question. You were talking about you need to have something that drives you and kind of a purpose, an intentional purpose when when you're building a brand and where you want to go. What is it that motivates you in particular? Yeah, I, mean, I, I would say one thing that just motivates me on a daily basis is not only where I come from, but my family, right? I'm the youngest of three and one of my brothers is 25, one's 22 and you know, they still live at home and they, they not only look at me as a role model, but I learn a lot from them as much as they learn from me. Meaning like I come from a small town where if living outside of Virginia is like, wow, that's insane. And it, traveling on a plane to go to Los Angeles is like something you do maybe once in your lifetime when you have extra money and, you know, whatever. So it's like I'm, I'm fueled by where I come from and where I'm at. And that consistently makes me grateful for where I am. And it makes me grateful for every single day because I wouldn't have expected where, like, where I'm at today four years ago. I didn't think it was a reality. Like, yes, I had goals and aspirations, but to see how my life has manifested these last four years with relationships and where I live now and everything that has happened throughout that process. I'm just grateful. And I live every single day filled with gratitude. I try to list, you know, the five, 10 things that I'm grateful for on a daily basis. And that daily gratitude is what really drives me and makes me aware of where I am along my journey. And I believe for anyone listening, be grateful for what you have today because you're always grateful for things you don't have, right? For, for, for example, now you can't get on a plane and go to LA or it's not safe when coronavirus and this and where I'm like, wow, like two, three months ago, I'm now so much more grateful for the fact that I was just on a flight every single week back and forth and like just flying all over the place just with events and interviews where I can't do that now based on the current situation. So gratitude definitely drives me. Yeah, dude, gratitude, gratitude's totally key. And I think that's the answer to when people ask, uh, you know, I think a lot of people think that there is happiness or joy hiding behind certain accomplishments, but that's just not true. It's always a choice of, am I enjoying the journey I'm on right now? Am I enjoying today? And gratitude's the key to that. That's how you enjoy the process, enjoy every little step. For sure. Uh, what was the moment when, when you were reading, you know, the Gary V books, you're getting into self-help, self-development. What was that moment once you started, you started the podcast, started the brand businesses or whatever. You're like, Oh, this is real. Like I can be big or like, I can do what I set out to do. I don't even think I, I've never been like a, cause I, I look at myself as, you know, I wouldn't say 
I'm big at all. Everyone has their levels of where they're at. But I would say, I mean, there's a lot of moments where I'm just like, wow, like it's, this is, I'm so grateful that this opportunity has happened. Like, for example, Larry King, I'll never forget it. Like, as soon as the cameras turned on, when we sat down to do the interview and I was like, what's going on? Welcome back to Rise of Young. Today we have Larry King. Like that whole 45 minutes and what it was to me as someone that's, you know, 87 years old, a legendary icon in the broadcasting world and having the opportunity to do that at that part of his life, that was for sure something where I was like, wow, like I'm so grateful that I did that, not only at this age, but at that point in his life, because it's such a, you know, 87 years old, there's so much uncertainty with the world. Like, you know, it's, I was just so grateful to have that time with him. So that was definitely a moment that I'll always point to and look at as like a, like, wow, I would not expect that to happen when I was 16 years old, starting my podcast on Skype in my bedroom and to see that manifest, it was super cool. And I'll always look at that as like a super cool moment. I love that. Yeah, it is. That is a super cool moment. So you talked about gratitude as something that drives you, that's motivates you. But as far as the impact you want to have on the world, what is that? How do you want to change people's lives? And what is the impact or the legacy you want to leave on the world? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's going to continue to change and evolve and be fluid. I mean, right now with just the content I put out there, I think the most important thing is, you know, every single successful person in business or in life in their own fashion, like I just interviewed this guy named Dr. Um, Stephen Gundry. He's a doctor and he has a book called the plant paradox and you know he's successful he's four times new york times best-selling author he's a heart surgeon and he's excelled in his life in different areas than i ever will in terms of education in terms of like you know stay like going to college and becoming a doctor i don't see that a part of my journey but every successful person has their own story and i believe through me being 19 and having a platform and being able to sit down with these people when i'm 35 40 years old being able to look back on like wow like not only inspiring the youth, but the youth that is five years old right now that when they're 15 and come across my content and I'm in 10 years, you know, 29 years old, like keeping a message about not only business and entrepreneurship, but what's possible, but what's practical because every successful person started from somewhere, right? They not only started with nothing, but they, they've fallen in love with their process and that's what makes them unique. No successful person is competing or not competing, comparing themselves to another guy or gal, right? Yes, there's competition in business in every part of life, but every successful person is their own being and they've mastered them. So I think self-mastery and self-awareness is something that I talk a lot about in my content and by sitting down with these high-level people, that message comes across, whether that's self-awareness or leadership or just taking control of your life. And I, I think for now, based on the content I'm putting out, that's something I want to you know, shine light on long term but it will continuously evolve and change as i evolve and change which is the beautiful part of it all but i would say that's where i'm at right now in terms of my impact and legacy i love that and you know that's why i was so excited to have you on because i know what you're about i know the impact you're trying to have i know as people you know it's all out there the greatest stuff is out there for free online yep. if they actually listen to it apply it to their lives it'll bless them and i know that's true final question for you casey um, what would you say to all the teenagers out there? Maybe looking back to five years ago where you were as a teenager, what's the greatest piece of advice you could tell them? Yeah, I would say just go for it. Like don't waste time and don't listen to the people in your life that are shedding limiting beliefs based on their life, right? Like for me, I remember it was like, hey, do I go to California, dad? Or do I go buy a snowboard? And he was like, hey, go buy a snowboard and let's go snowboarding next weekend. And I was like, no, right? I, I bet on myself and I followed my gut. And I believe that's the most important thing. Like if you 
have an idea or you have, you know, a vision for what you want your life to be, don't let your environment, your parents, your friends dictate your actions based on how they look at the world, right? Because maybe you're listening to this podcast or you're following Gary Vaynerchuk or Larry King or whoever it is. There's just so much more in this world that I believe young people, especially with the modern education system, never get shown that once they do and they have a, a fire lit inside of them, like bet on yourself and follow your gut in whichever area that may be, right? And everyone's journey is going to be different. But that would be my advice where if something feels right, do it. Don't wait for others' opinions. Don't wait for you know, their acceptance of who you are but bet on yourself and go all in on what you want to achieve. Because if you don't, you're going to have a lot of regret. And that is the most scary thing in my books. And based on a lot of successful people that I've sat down with, it's, you know, they don't want to regret things. That's why they're so driven. And I think that drive is fueled within. And, you know, some people have it, some people don't, that's the beauty of it, but bet on yourself and follow your gut. I love that. Yeah. I talk about that all the time is not having the fear of failure control you, but have the fear of regret drive you. And so I love that you have such a good perspective on that. Um, you know, takeaways in conclusion, guys, you know, if, if there is a self-development book that you think would help you pick up that book, read it. If you feel like there's something you want to do, but you're still insecure, start that podcast, start posting, whatever it is. And finally, Casey, like you said, believe in yourself, <laughs> For be, sure. be your own biggest fan. So Casey, thanks so much for taking the time. Once again, I appreciate it. And if you haven't listened to his podcast, check it out. It's amazing. I'm excited to continue listening to it and follow you. Yep. Thanks so much, man.